Live sports are back, just like the rest of us. We're all getting back on the road, stopping at a friend's place to watch the game, or stopping to grab a bite at our favorite spot. And between those stops, there's always Shell to help you make the most of the stop you need to make. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, Death Valley could reach, get this, 130 degrees, the hottest temperature ever recorded. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I know something hotter. What? Me, get carried away. Me. What's the hottest temperature that. you've ever been in? Um, not, not as hot probably as you have in Phoenix. You know, 106, 108, but yeah. you've probably been in 110 or 12, in Vegas, right? In, yeah, but in Vegas when I was a kid, oh, 121. 121. Ooh. The Sands Hotel on the Strip showed you I'm dating myself. The Sands Hotel, 121. Yeah, I've been in Vegas when it's real hot. I've stayed indoors all the time. Crazy old man in his attic. I believe this is day 94. Well, but I'm wearing a hat because I smashed open my head today. Oh, I went right oh, into no. a cabinet because I'm an idiot. No. In today's episode, Wilbon and I discuss the Browns making a big commitment to Miles Garrett, Ed Orgeron calling football the lifeblood of the country, and the NBA taking action from calls to its snitch hotline. But we begin today with an open letter Elena Deladon posted in the Players' Tribune today, in which she detailed the effects Lyme disease has had on her for almost a decade. She says she takes 64 pills every single day. She says her doctor has told her her immune system is compromised. She says how hard it is physically to play the sport she loves. And she says after all this, the WNBA is telling her she is faking. Wilbon, does this change your mind from yesterday when you supported the league's decision to not pay her if she doesn't play? I didn't support the league's decision. I said it's a collectively bargained agreement and she's part of it as an official in that union. So, no, I didn't say that yesterday. And I, did, I believed Elena Deladon yesterday. And I said yesterday, and I will say today, it is a collectively bargained issue. Now, what that letter does is reinforce the feeling of, wow, this, this, she's suffering. I believe she was suffering already. That is separate and apart from what the league and the team feels it, they owe her. And so, Tony, I don't know how this is going to be resolved because when you read the letter, it just makes you feel worse. It makes you feel more sympathetic, I would think most of us, certainly me, for Elena Deladon. It doesn't mean that they owe her. It's a bad look and a tough position for a team and a league to say to its most valuable player, we hear you, we know you're suffering, and we're still not going to do anything. I don't know what they do about that. That's why leagues and teams go to the great effort of having collectively bargained agreements. That's what I said. Collectively bargained agreements are something that you talk about very often. And here is where we differ. I know that they're legal. I'm saying it's not moral. I'm saying the moral law here supersedes the legality of any particular agreement that a bunch of people sat down and decided was going to be the law. Elena Deladon, this was read to me by Matt Kelleher, this letter, this posting. It was searing. That is the it word is. That, I, that, that came to mind. It's absolutely searing. 64 pills a day, four different times a variety of pills. I take two pills. I take blood pressure medicine pill. I take a cholesterol pill. Two. She takes 64 a day. They think she's faking. She played last year where she's the MVP of the league and a champion. She played with three herniated discs. 
She talks about wanting to spread the gospel of Lyme disease, something that very few people know about. She talks about social justice. As I said yesterday, Mike, she seems clearly to me and to you as well, someone you would want to represent your yes. team and yes. your league. Yes. And if she believes yeah. that they are accusing her of faking something that they don't want to pay her, that's a terrible look for well, the WNBA. Now, from what I've read terrible. so far, they are still paying her. I don't know at what point she they play. think they would stop paying her, but Tony, they're going to have to come to a resolution over this quickly and cleanly, and Elena Deladon cannot, they cannot let her go forward feeling wronged, feeling taken advantage of. They, you, you, they can't have that. How that's going to be resolved, I don't know. But, you know, I don't think we've heard the last of this story either. I hope not. Let's move to the NBA bubble, where the athletic reports that multiple tips have already been submitted to the league's so-called snitch hotline. The league has already issued warnings for reported violations that involve breaches of social distancing and mask protocol. In apparent response, Clippers guard Lou Williams posted a rat emoji on Twitter, and Spencer Dinwiddie called on players not to call the snitch hotline. Tony, are you okay with NBA players using this thing? Well, first of all, if I understand this correctly, the snitch hotline is only used by players. It's players. not staff. It's not coaches. It's, it's simply players. So if it's been used already, it has already been used by players. I think you have to ask yourself a very simple question. What's the most important thing here? Is the most important thing the health and safety of the players? And if it is, then I reluctantly endorse the snitch hotline. It's got a terrible name to it. It conjures up the mob or drug cartels or people dying and good fellas and all of that stuff. But this is not a drug cartel. It's not a mob. They're trying to play basketball. And if you break the protocol, Mike, you endanger not just yourself, but all the players around you. So I, I yes, I think you have to stay within the rules. I do. I think the purpose of this, Tony, has more to, has to do with self-policing. And basically saying, we don't want other people saying, gotcha. We don't want, you know, big brother's eyes on you. Let's keep this in the fraternity of whatever the percentage of 450 players is down in Orlando. And so I, I, I understand the intent. I, you know, self-policing is always tough. What do people say in neighborhoods when law enforcement go in? People say, I'm not snitching. I'm not doing that. That's well, how, of course, it gets the name as you referred to. Yeah. But, Tony, I, I think that the best intentions sometimes people wind up resenting the actual, the application, the practical application of it. Maybe there's an addendum to be made that you can't snitch or you don't use it unless you go to the person first and say, hey, you know, you got to put a mask on here. I mean, you can't be in this proximity, three people on another team that I might like to have to play and beat in the playoffs. So maybe there's an intermediate step, but I think I understand what the intent was and is. Well, I don't, even, I don't want to hear from Spencer Dinwiddie, who's not even going to play, telling everybody else what to do. And in this, again, in this case, I know, I know this is not savory. And I know that you could try to coerce somebody to break the rule if you play them in a game seven the right. next night so right. you can get right. rid of them. I get all of that. Unintended but consequences. But I also think... I, I think if you raise your hand and you say, I will obey the rules, yeah. I think you have to obey the rules. And I think the snitch hotline is probably a necessary evil. Speaking at a forum yesterday, 
with Vice President Mike Pence, LSU's national champion winning football coach Ed Orgeron said that, quote, football is the lifeblood of the country. We need it, unquote. Orgeron said the state of Louisiana needs football. The United States needs football. Wilbon, are you with Coach O? No, not, not, not in the way it was expressed. No, no. This is a bunch of football hype in which, you know, so many football coaches, I know a great number of football coaches, no respect in some cases, love them, all right? But when we get to this point where a couple of coaches step out and say, only our sport teaches the values of so-and-so and so-and-so, that's when I go, shut up, and then we part company. So the country needs sport, we believe, right now, in whatever form it is that you worship. Whatever sport that is, from soccer to football to MMA to baseball to basketball, whatever. Fine. People need that outlet. They need to express that spirit. But don't tell me that, that football has to be had at all costs, which it sounds like this is. The religion of football in the South. No, I'm not part of that. And I reject most of it. And I'm worried that that's where Coach O has gone with this. So I like Coach O. I liked him. Didn't he coach at USC where he didn't even... He was like a fish out of water, and I liked him there, and I like him at LSU, and I'd want to play for him if I was a football player. And this is his job. He's in a football business. He's selling football, and sports diverts us, and it entertains us, and it helps us, and you and I chose to be sports writers. We chose this profession. Because we love we it. Love we sports. love sports. We love sports. Yeah. But if it's not safe, if it's not safe now, Don't want to hear if it. maybe it would be safe by the spring. I just heard the head of the CDC last night say that the fall and the winter could be the worst ever in the American public health system. So if you're going to maybe kick it down the road to the spring, I can live. I, I mean, I can live with that because it it is transmitted through droplets and if you're in playing football, the droplets are pretty close to you when you have contact. And We've learned that, I think. Tony, the problem is, yes, we could use all these sports and we could use football. I want to see football. But parenthetically, yeah. I don't want to see the words at any and all costs. No. 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 And no. that's where I no, no. worry Coach O and others are trying to go. Don't want to hear that. Let's move to the NFL. And the Cleveland Browns reportedly ready to sign Miles Garrett to a five-year extension worth up to allegedly $125 million. We don't know the guaranteed money yet. When adding in the two years he has left, the defensive lineman would be the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. Garrett had 10 sacks in 10 games last season before, of course, being suspended indefinitely for clubbing Mason Rudolph with his helmet. Given that episode, Tony, does it make sense to you that the Browns are making this level of commitment to him? Yeah, well, he was the number one overall draft pick a few years ago, which I think is at least three coaches and three general managers away from whoever is sitting there now. And as you say, he had 10 sacks in 10 games. Could have had more if he didn't take the helmet and try to kill Mason Rudolph with it. So, I mean, you can tell from my tone that I'm somewhat skeptical, but I'm going to say this, Mike. They got a new coach. They got a new GM. They don't know Garrett. Garrett doesn't know them. That slate is clean for all of these people. And if they think he is a great football player, as they apparently think he is, then it makes sense to me to extend him and give him a lot of money. Now, would I bet on the Cleveland Browns? No, no. Cleveland Browns decisions have been so bad for so long, I wouldn't bet on the Cleveland Browns. But from that perspective, Mike, I, I, I do get it, and you probably do as well.
Well, yeah, he's a great player. You know, yeah. Tony, what's interesting, because of another sport, basketball, and this hasn't been the, it wasn't last year, but over the years, I spent a lot of time in Cleveland. And I have a great sense of how beloved Miles Garrett is. I mean, there are people who walk up to you and engage you immediately saying, look, I know this thing was bad, but, bad. but here's bad. what Miles Garrett does. Here's the other side of the ledger. You take a long legal pad, people write the pros and the cons, and they love, they love Miles Garrett there. The Cleveland Browns fan base and in Northeast Ohio, they, they overwhelmingly still, despite this incident, which by the way, happened against a hated Pittsburgh Steeler team. No matter, we, we can sugarcoat this all we want. It's the Steelers, people in Cleveland are like, yeah, whatever. They deserve what they get to some degree. And they love Miles Garrett. And so the, this is the organization embracing Miles Garrett. Not the league, and I wonder if there's any league position on this, because the, the, let's face it, any suspension, whether the Browns issued part of it or not, still started with the NFL. So I understand that he's a great player, and they want to try to they want to try to actually Tony make the strides they didn't make last year. People think they're going to be that good this year. We'll we'll, we'll see if Garrett. So let's himself. give you two names: Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry. They're the new coach and the new general manager yeah. of the Browns. What's the over under on them? A year, year and a half? Because yeah. everybody else in that job in the last ten years is out. And Garrett, Garrett. He's going to be baited by every team in the league because if he does this again, he'll never play football again. Real quick, so I'll we'll give you see. two more names. Alex Karras and the golden boy, Paul Horning. Suspended Those guys were and came suspended, back and played. came back and played to and great played, glory played well. and celebration and embrace. Just saying. Yeah, well, if you want to take that bet, you're the guy who always says you're sick of Cleveland. I'm surprised you'll take that bet. Let's take a break. Coming up is Bryson DeChambeau really is a threat. Is he really a threat to golf as we know it? One of golf's governing bodies has some concerns. And later, could Victor Oladipo opt in after all? And what would that mean for the Pacers? You can opt in, you can opt out, do what you want. I think the Browns the are actually line line be It's your home speaking, and I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, could you get that blueberry that rolled under the fridge last week? It's throwing my feng shui off. Second thing, bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's easy, and we could save money. Lastly, I know you were thinking of painting the nursery back to off-white, but I'm actually feeling this baby blue. Didn't think it was my color, but I am pulling it off. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. Even though it's only summer, it feels like we've already run 12 back-to-back marathons. And when it comes to hiring, just like in a real marathon... The most important step is the next one. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash PTI. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash PTI. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. 
One more headline, Mike, and it involves your favorite golfer, huge hitting Bryson DeChambeau. Played a practice round with Tiger Woods this morning. Woods asked DeChambeau about his length and equipment. Meanwhile, RNA Chief Executive Martin Slumbers also has questions, telling the Daily Mail, quote, all credit to him, he's a true athlete, but I still come back to the belief that golf is a game of skill, and we believe we need to get this balance of skill and technology right, unquote. So, Will Bond, would you be in favor of the RNA and USGA reigning in distance? Possibly, Tony, possibly. It always makes me uncomfortable because he says he's a true athlete, and, 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 but golf is a game of skill. Well, is hitting a ball a mile and keeping it fairly straight in a fairway, is that not a test of skill? Of course it is. So what do you, you can't have this both ways. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. And that's always been the case with distance. Tony, this is not a newly perceived problem. When Tiger Woods was bombing it past everybody 22, 23 years ago, people said, oh my God, we've got to change the equipment or change the ball. I don't know, maybe I'd be in favor of changing the ball and then you wouldn't have to change the other equipment. I know people think that 80% of it is the ball, a change there would take care of it. What do you think? I don't want to change anything. I mean, most golfers out there, most guys like us would do anything, buy any club, buy any ball if they tell you you hit it longer. I mean, if, change the course. Find out where he lands the drive and put a whole bunch of sand and rough right in that spot. Work against these guys but if you, you want. you can't change Augusta. You can't change St. Andrews. I'm not changing. So live with it. I'm Pebble. not changing the equipment. Let me, let me tell you what happened today with Tiger and DeChambeau, yeah. who you hate, and Tiger loves them. Tiger hit it 325 off the tee, and DeChambeau said, and I'm quoting, that's pretty good for his age. That's amazing for his age. So I think that's really cool. I do. And you know what I, else is amazing for his age? I don't want to change things. You know what else is amazing? He's got 15 major championships. How many has the other dope got with all his distance Zero and all right his now. muscles and his 40 extra pounds? How many majors? Tell me again. Zero right now. That's what I thought. Seven top tens in a row. Let's take one last break. Still to come. How concerned should the Mets be about the status of their ace, Jacob deGrom? And since Charles Barkley and Draymond Green are supposed to have beef, if it's a good news that they're doing a TV show together, Tony. Well, if it's a good TV show, sure. But if it stinks, Bryson no. DeChambeau. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your baby to let you sleep in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could sleep in another half hour? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll change yourself too? Yeah, yeah. There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit geico.com for details. Right now, making informed decisions is more important than ever, especially when deciding when to return to the workplace and how to do it safely. That's why IBM Watson is helping businesses prioritize employee safety, manage facilities, and trace potential exposures. With Watson Works, a set of AI-infused capabilities, your business can protect the health, safety, and productivity of its people. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash watsonworks to learn more. Happy time, people. Happy 59th birthday, Forrest Whitaker. The Oscar-winning actor started out as a scholarship football player at Cal Poly Pomona, but a back injury ended his career and he eventually got into drama. He played a football player in his breakthrough role as Charles Jefferson in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 
It is Jefferson's souped-up Camaro, the perpetual stoner Jeff Spicoli wrecks. Then Spicoli covers up his part in the damage by convincing Jefferson that the car was trashed by students from Ridgemont's rival, Lincoln High. Jefferson goes crazy, thrashing Lincoln football players and almost single-handedly wins that football game. Forrest Whitaker was in many terrific movies like The Crying Game, Good Morning Vietnam, Phone Booth, Bird, where he played the great saxophone player Charlie Parker, the butler and vantage point. In 2007, Whitaker won an Oscar, an Oscar for his portrayal of brutal dictator Idi Amin in The Last King of Scotland. Tony, you know, there are a handful of guys who got out of football very early and realized acting was going to be their profession. The Rock, Mark Harmon, who's had the number one TV show for 100 years, Tommy Lee Jones, Burt Reynolds. And then there are guys who had a full career in football, guys like Butkus and Karras and O.J., Jim Brown, Woody Strode, Merlin Olsen, Fred Hammer Williamson, Northwestern's own, Fred Dreyer, Bernie Casey. Those guys had full football careers and others and then moved into acting. But that first group, they realized early on where the calling was. Happy anniversary, Jason Grimsley. On this day 26 years ago, Albert Bell's bat was confiscated by umpires because they correctly suspected it was corked. The Indians dispatched pitcher Jason Grimsley to switch bats. Grimsley crawled above the umpire's locker room with a flashlight in his mouth, dropping down through the ceiling like in a Mission Impossible movie, and took <laughs> Bell's actual cork bat, replacing it with a legal bat belonging to Paul Sorrento. During the sixth inning, the umpire's room custodian noticed clumps of ceiling tile on the floor of the room. And after the game, umpire Dave Phillips noticed the confiscated bat had been switched out. Bell was ultimately suspended for 10 games. This was not the only time Grimsley cheated. He confessed to using human growth hormone, amphetamines, and steroids in a 15-year career with seven different teams. He finished 42 and 58 and was on two world champions with the Yankees in 1999 and 2000. In 1999, he revealed his participation in the Albert Bell caper to the New York Times. It sounds a little fantastical, doesn't it? I mean, crawl spaces and stuff to get a bat? I mean, I, do we... Do we believe all of that story? We believe every inch of it? I'm just accent. I believe it. Okay. Happy trails to an intra-squad game for Jacob deGrom. The Mets' two-time Cy Young Award winner did not emerge for a second inning of work last night after appearing to get through his first inning without difficulty. The Mets announced deGrom left with bat tightness, something that could surely cause panic among Mets fans. Should DeGrom be unable to pitch in the July 24th opener against the Braves, it's not like they can turn to Noah Syndergaard because he's out for the season, having had Tommy John surgery. So the Mets would look to Marcus Stroman, Steven Matz, and Rick Porcello at the top of their rotation. DeGrom had back problems in spring training in 2018 and went on to win his first Cy Young. But in those glorious pre-pandemic days, he had over a month to get ready for the start of the season. Now he's got nine days. You know, I want to go back to that early clip where we see the Mets with the hats on that have an orange bill. I don't remember that you're a Mets guy. You grew up with the Mets. Did the Mets ever have that kind of uni? I just saw that with DeGrom. Maybe that was just for spring training. I, I, don't, I don't know. But that just, it just got me. DeGrom, DeGrom's hurt for real. That's a major headline. One update. Miles Garrett has officially signed his five-year extension, and we go to the big finish. Do it. Victor Oladipo practicing with the Pacers in Orlando says if things keep trending well, there's a strong possibility he could play after all. Your thoughts? Look, I, I love Victor Oladipo. I just want to be healthy. He alone makes that decision with his doctors and trainers. Just don't go too fast and don't let anybody nudge you too quickly. The Titans and Derrick Henry reached agreement on a long-term deal. Are you surprised? 
No, he's great and they need him. Not at all surprised. The New York Post reports Jason Kidd had a great interview, but Tom Thibodeau is still the favorite for the Knicks job. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, Kidd, Mike Woodson, they're going to be, there's a lot of great candidates for that job, Tony. And by the way, Woodson was a client of the current GM and president as well. Just saying. Former Bengals great Ken Anderson tells the Cincinnati Inquirer that starting Joe Burrow from day one is the only move you agree? 100%. Last one, Charles Barkley and Draymond Green will appear together on a new TNT show on Monday. You think they'll get along? Fabulously. I bet on it. Out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app 